All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back for another episode, uh, number 170 of the Fantasy Timeline. I'll be uh, your host tonight, Drew at underscore, uh, DR underscore PRA. Uh, I've got co-host here, Bill at SuperDupaFlex back with us. And we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, sharing with Bill, my longest running commissioner uh, for any of my fantasy football leagues. We got Noah Grant uh, graciously putting me up in his house tonight while I came down to visit some family here uh, in Florida. So uh, Noah, you want to just say, hey, and maybe share something a little bit about uh, either you, your league, leagues, uh, just let folks know a little bit about your uh, connection to fantasy football over the years. Yeah. Love fantasy. I love fantasy football um, from the perspective of it just brings people together. It uh, gives good. We were just talking about that. Just brings people, gives it an excuse for people to hang out, give them an excuse for a phone call and to connect relationally. So I've always loved that uh, was the reason I started my first league in um, 2000, 2001, which is still going. So it was a two quarterback league. Um, most people back and I don't know, the, then didn't start two quarterback leagues, four wide receivers, two quarterback or two running backs. Um, the idea of, uh, depth and, uh, just wanted to bring a bit of a change and, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Competitive nature to what seemed uh, on ESPN and some of the leagues were just one, two, two, you know, and I was just like, well, anybody could make a great roster with that. Uh, so I wanted it to, to to be something where you had to be active to be good and not just reward the guy for not paying attention. And so um, I feel like we try to build that and not make it about money, but to make it about uh, winning some money, but uh, make it about the relationships that fantasy can bring people together through. So um, that's, that's, that's yeah. me. I can attest to that. Um, you know, certainly we've got a, a group of us. I think you mentioned uh, four of the original 10 members are still in the league. And then uh, I think most of us that are in it have been in for multiple years uh, at this point, most of us for the better part of a decade or so. So it's been uh, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, a trash talk down the side, uh, which has been interesting <laughs> here. Yes. Um, so, but no, it's been fun. So uh, we're going to get into this week here a little bit. Um, some uh, pretty clear injury news that we'll we'll touch on, which I'm sure a lot of other folks have already discussed. Uh, but um, we can start there, Bill. I, I'm trying to think. I think uh, Kurt Cousins probably the biggest injury of the week for most of us, especially that play in any two QB or super flex leagues. Uh, how many leagues do you have him in, Bill? Zero. Zero. Yeah. I um, I don't know what happened. I, I had moved him um, in a couple of my leagues. Oh. A while back because we used to be just like harping on like adding him you know like I mean, yeah so i think so many people that l- listen to the show are um in my leagues and they would were more aggressive about going to get you know cousins um yeah i'm fortunate i i didn't run into that um unfortunate uh achilles uh tear um but it's one of the bigger uh bigger, I guess, injuries to affect many people, right? Like, I mean, moving forward. So it's just one of those things like, how do you go about replacing somebody who was playing probably the best he's played in his career? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things because, I mean, is Josh Dobbs going to be the, uh, I mean, like what, what's he going to be, 60% of, uh, 
you know, of cousins. And then does he, that's 60% for Addison and Hawkinson and Jefferson when he gets back and, you know, maybe they try to run the ball more. So it helps the running backs more, but the running game is kind of shitty. So it's like, it's, there's a lot of questions now. And, um, I, I, I really think you just almost have to, I mean, and then what do you do with, with cousins? Do you trade him away to try to replace him? Um, and what do you, what can you even get right now? Because of the question mark, like, does he start next year? Probably based on like kind of the timeline with, uh, with Rogers, but where is he starting? Right. Because he could be on a whole nother team unless he gets franchised. So, um, and our Vikings going to franchise him um, with this injury. So there's just so many questions in regards to him that it's like, what do you do? What's the right thing to do? It's probably, you know, mileage may vary based on, you know, the quality of your team this year. Yeah. Noah, do you have cousins in any of your leagues? Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the only sucker in this group that has to figure this out. Well, you uh, are the only one reaping the rewards this year, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I am looking at a couple of leagues where I'm trying to win now, where I'm going to try to maybe move Cousins for a different quarterback. And, you know, I'm sure I'll have to package him with something, but hopefully it'll lighten the the package a little bit um, just to get somebody that will get me through this year. Uh, you and I were talking before we got on here. Um, you know, Gino is a guy that I'm certainly interested in who I think might be a, a little bit more attainable. Um, I like his, his upside still. I like that he's through his buy, if I'm – being honest about some of the pragmatics here with these, these leagues where I have, um, you know, cousins was very much a surprise QB one in a couple of leagues. And then just a really, really nice QB two in a, a league where I had him behind my, uh, Josh Allen as my QB one. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see for the competitive teams, what I can do for the teams that aren't competing. You know, I'm, I'm happy to keep him on my injured reserve and take those points off the board. Um, I guess the question is, is there any interest for either of you, especially in your dynasty leagues to try to get him cheaply as quarterback depth for next year for any of your leagues versus, you know, maybe you have competing teams where, you know, you don't feel good about getting a top two or three quarterback next year in the draft, but uh, you can maybe take advantage of somebody else's situation here. What are you willing to give to get cousins and stash them on your IR and uh, potentially have a, a really solid QB two or three again next year? So I think that it's it's tough right now because people are very much, um, you know, kind of holding out hope that he's going to be the same cousins going into next year. So I think people are um, kind of expecting a first round pickback still at this point, at least the people I've talked to. Um, I'm not willing to pay that um, just because I have no idea. Like his situation, there's just so many question marks. Um so, I, I mean, I'm probably in a, a second and a third, maybe, like I'd be willing to pay, uh, maybe two seconds. Um, I don't think I want to give any firsts. Um, would I do somebody like Gabe Davis or something like that, you know, if that somebody just wanted to upgrade a different position? I mean, that's kind of the player level I'd be willing to give up, I guess. Um, yeah, it's uh, – it's a, I think I don't think we're going to see as much uh, moving as um, 
you know, it's one of those ones where people's values are going to be so far off at this moment because people are kind of locked into like how he was performing this year. And so they want like a, you know, they'd rather just wait and get that if they expect that next year as well. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I am. If I can get somebody to value him at a, a second or more, especially for those teams where I'm trying to get somebody back, I would love that. But yeah, I would be, I'd be shocked to see anybody in like the dynasty, the DLF trade finder that's getting a first back for him. Yeah. So like there was a, in one of my chats, somebody traded Bryce young for him and a late first. And it was an interesting conversation because there was a lot of people on each side of that. Um, I mean, I think I'd rather hold on to Bryce young personally. Um, but there was, I would say I was in the minority in that conversation. Um, that most people preferred cousins and the late first um, with the wow. potential to squeak down into the mid first. Um, so it's, but it's more likely, yeah, back half, you know, 109 ish, um, but could get down as low as 106. Um, you have so. a, you have a preference there? No, if you had to pick one of those two sides, would you rather have Bryce Young or would you rather have Kirk Cousins and a Kirk later Cousins first? For sure, I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not. I, I'm not. I have a lot of confidence uh, in Bryce Young. I'm just not sold. Yeah, that's that was what a lot of people's opinion was. They're just uh, Bryce Young hasn't really shown what they they were hoping mm -hmm. um, to start out. You know, Stroud looks so much better, um, and Young just looks so small out there that that was a concern for a lot of people. And then plus, you get the first. Um, even if you only get a couple of years of Kirk Cousins, um, you still get that first to kind of yep. flip into something else if you want. So, because um, you could get another starter, right? Like, I mean, you could get another starting quarterback Good. for that price. You could get Geno. Um, basically. Is that what I got to give up for Geno as a first? Oh, for sure. Okay. A starting quarterback with multiple <laughs> years. That's not what I need to hear. I mean, you agree, though, right? Yeah, I, I mean, if I had Gino, that's what I'd be asking for. Yeah. I mean, I, I have Gino in like a couple of leagues, not selling him at all. But yeah, I, I, there's no way I'd be moving him for. I would just reject any offer that didn't have a first in it was, with no comment. <laughs> um, is there anything I'm trying to think? I know there were a couple of others. I mean, we had some other quarterbacks kind of get dinged up. and Well, Ritter got early. benched. Yeah. Um, Garoppolo, we're not sure what's happening. Um, so there's all of a sudden three uh, Pickens got dinged up or Pickett, Pickett got dinged up. Um, so his ribs. Um, yeah. Trubisky ended up finishing the game out for him. Um, so Stafford, right? Pardon me? Stafford's questionable with his hand, right? Yep, his thumb. Um, so there's, I mean, that's what, five guys we just talked about. That's, you know, that's almost 20% of the league. So um, a lot of stuff happening. And plus you have buys this week. So um, it's, it's getting a little uh, rough in these uh, quarterback waters, at least for week nine. Um, so I think we're going to see some Heineke's moving some. Yeah. Uh, O'Connell. Is it O'Connor? Yep. Aiden O'Connor. O'Connell. Okay. And um, yep. uh who else? Um, I don't know if true. I think Pickett said he's going to play. Um, 
And I don't think too yeah, anybody's too excited about uh, Brett Rippin coming in for uh, <laughs> uh, Stafford. So I think mainly it'll be Heineke. And I, I mean, it's an inter- Heineke is an interesting topic or conversation because, like, is he really just coming in for one game and just kind of say, okay, Desmond, sit back. Let's kind of go, like, reset. We're going to put you back in in a couple weeks and – um, you know, it's all back to normal or yeah. does, uh, having this YOLO type of quarterback Heineke just, he'll, you know, he's kind of got a little, uh, Matt Stafford in him or Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yeah. So like guys that'll kind of, uh, try to get that ball in there, even if, uh, you know, there's going to be a few picks in, in the game because of that. But, um, so, like, what do you, if you have him, what do you trade him away for? Because um, he could be the starter the rest of the year. Yep. Or he might only be starting this week. So, um, he's an interesting one. I have an offer actually in um, one league. Uh, somebody offered me uh, Alec Pierce and uh, Cedric Tillman for Heineke. Um, Cleveland just traded away DPJ to the Lions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you know, Tillman's going to get a little bit more run, I would imagine. But like Alec Pierce is not exciting at all. But Heineke's not really, I'm rebuilding in that league. So it's like, I almost want to get the points off my roster. Yeah. I mean, I what, what would you want as far as uh, value back, Noah, if you had, Heineke is like your fourth, fifth quarterback in a super flex league. If I could get a second for him, I mean, if I could get a second, I would take it. Uh, even if it yeah. was a low second, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think a yeah. late second's about right. Um, yeah, I would send Heineke in a third to get somebody second. Yeah, I like that. The third. Huh? So I'd, I mean, I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have a second than probably either of those two wide receivers at this. Oh, point. I agree. Yeah, control my own destiny, even if I have to add a little bit to Heineke to get there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did offer uh, Heineke to somebody for a twenty-five second, and they rejected. No counter. Really? He doesn't even have a quarterback to start this week. So wow. Andy's second in second place. So. Um, hmm. Ballsy move on his part to just go without a quarterback this week, but <laughs> he is playing me. So <laughs> uh, my team funny. is, uh, yeah, not set up to win this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point, again, depending where your team is, if you, if you just need to move the points, that's fine. But uh, I think there's enough pieces in that range of value that you should be able to get closer to what you want versus just the first, first offer that's out there. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, they've got their by week 11. So I could see, I think probably Heineke starting for week nine and 10, maybe um, let Ritter sit and then see, you know, how he handles himself there. If he does well in practice, does well in the film room, maybe comes back feeling a little bit more prepared. And especially if Heineke does throw, you know, four interceptions with two touchdowns over the next two weeks, then it is what it is. But if he balls out, yeah, he could, he could have really, uh, cause I mean, I don't even know what does the NFC South look like at this point for standings. Falcons still have a shot at playoffs with where everybody is. I mean, it's wide open, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so there's still plenty to play for. Uh, what do you do with Ritter at this point? Do you just kind of hope, wait and hope, 
you know, he gets a chance again, or do who's you... worth more? What's that? Who's worth more between him and Heineke? Oh my, I don't even know the answer. So Falcons and Saints are tied for first. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they, they got to play to win. So whoever gives them the best chance to win the next few weeks is presumably the starter. Yeah. Like, I, I guess you got to hold, if we, I don't know the answer, I guess the answer is you got to hold Ritter. <laughs> you don't trade yeah. him away at this point, right? Yeah. And again, what are you willing to give up to take that dart throw that maybe he gets a, another chance and does something with it? He's had eight weeks to show what he can do. I mean, are you paying a second for Ritter? No. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, I guess, if you have them on your team, you just hold or you take what you can get. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sell Ritter for a third with the chance that he could end up. Yeah. I mean, Heineken could totally implode like he has in the past. So, yeah, um, I guess Ritter is a definite hold and Heineke might be a sell. Yeah. If you don't Ritter need him little... this year, unless you need starts. Yeah. I think Ritter for me, I, I would be more okay getting a player back for Ritter. Um, like, I think you could probably find, I mean, give me, give me somebody that's in the wide receiver 30 to 40 range. Let me filter that out here. Yeah. I'm, I don't even know if you're going to get that. Um, um, would you take like a tank Dell or a two, two Atwell for him? <laughs> it's funny that you said tank Dell because that's like exactly like. I would totally prefer Tank Dell. Yeah. Um, Atwell, I would not accept. Okay. See, I, I can't count as I'm scrolling, but I think those guys are both in the, the mid to low 30 when it comes to wide receiver by points. Okay. Um, you go lower, and then you're getting into um, some younger guys that are not going to make it. Um, like, you, Would you do Mingo it. for them? I would be intrigued. Like if you had Heineke? If I had Heineke, I would still probably prefer. Yeah, I could be talking to Mingo. He's the type of younger wide receiver I would do if I wasn't going to get a second back in a package. And for Ritter, I think I would be fine taking a, a Mingo there. I mean, Thielen's, Thielen's got to be done in the next couple of years. You know, Chart can't stay on the field. So unless they bring somebody else in or draft somebody else, he seems to have a path to relevance there. Yeah. What about uh, AOC? Are you given anything up for him? I like him. I, I stash him on a lot of rosters, surprisingly, this this year, either during the later part of the draft or uh, early waivers. Um, so he he's one I would definitely be interested, depending on what people are asking for. If I If I could get him for a third, I'd probably be fine with that. Yeah, I think I that's that probably give what a, you'd have to pay. So I would give, you know, a couple of thirds or a third and a fourth, or again, one of those wide receivers, like I would give a Cedric Tillman in a third or something like that to, to get to him, especially if I need starts in the next few weeks. Okay. Yeah. You might be a little higher on him than me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably anybody that's going to want or be willing to move him would probably need something, at least what you're offering. Um, I mean, they probably wouldn't accept what I would want to pay. So, 
Oh. Well, you know, in Superflex Army 2, Lindsay also has Aiden O'Connell. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I think here, yeah, as far as um, anybody else that you feel like is uh, any any position players, you already talked through kind of the Minnesota offense. Um, Noah, you've, you've got Puka in our league, don't you? And I want the flex. Yeah, I'm in the and dynasty and redraft. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts with uh, Stafford potentially being out for a bit? Uh, do you think Puka keeps up what he's been doing? Are you still excited about him uh, with Cup back now? What are you doing there? I mean, I think that when I was just watching the games, I feel like he gets separation. And so there's a clear difference in his route running um, than I think that the others that I'm watching other games in um, where the separation in his route running is so good. I don't think that it'll matter that Stafford's not in there. I just don't think that they will run it. They don't think they'll pass it as much. And so I expect a downturn, probably a good 30%, but at the, the rate in which he was performing to have, I don't know, you could almost uh, not don't, you know, I would don't want this to happen, uh, but he could almost come down 50% in production and still be having a rookie, like an unbelievable rookie season. So I don't, I don't feel like at any point I never thought that what he was doing was ever going to maintain that. So I feel like, like, okay, you're probably going to come back down to a level. That's just a fair expectation. So um, I'm pretty prepared on both leagues to sub him to, I mean, to, to sub him out if Stafford's not, cause I, I don't have a hundred, I don't have a great expectation. Um, so I have probably got, if I have a better option, I'm going to use it. Uh, but. But you're not, I'm, you're not trading him away to, oh to get ahead God. of anything. I think he's absolutely the find. Okay. Yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast where they were mentioning the, why are you trying to get him, Drew? <laughs> yeah, just put, putting a feeler out there. We'll yeah, see. I saw the feeler. Um, <laughs> so I, I was listening to a podcast where they were mentioning like the depth of target for him and Cooper Cup, and like he's actually closer to the line of scrimmage than Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's running deeper routes um, since he came back. So if you if that stays the same, that's going to be a positive. If um, Stafford's not playing. Um, you know, you'd have to imagine that that uh, Rippon's going to be less uh, aggressive downfield. Um, so, I mean, that's a good a good thing. Um, so, Cup might be a little bit more of a concern um, without Stafford. Um, but I, I think Stafford's only going to be out like probably this week, and then their bye week, and then like it sounds like they're not even talking about IR now based on the test results. So. Um, he had something you know, like this happen two before, weeks, right? One game without him and back to normal. Okay. Yeah, I've got him in a couple leagues where he's depth for me, so I, I I've been losing quarterbacks left and right in all of my leagues. So <laughs> I need to keep as many as I can. Uh, um. Yeah. So that's mostly injury news, and and uh, I guess any other any other position players that you're curious to see how they do based on their their quarterback changes or anybody maybe like, do you expect for Atlanta? Do you expect Kyle Pitts to do more now that you have Heineke or do you expect Drake London to do more now that Heineke is going to be there instead of Ritter? 
I don't know. Um, I, I, would, I would think so. I would think that, um, like, London, if he's healthy, um, I know he left with a groin issue. Um, so, like, he would be who I'd be most excited for if he's healthy. Um, so Pitts would be second on that team as to who I'd be most excited for. Bijan, I'm a little worried about. Like, he had five targets and zero receptions. So I don't know if – I don't know how many of those were before, like with Ritter versus um, Heineke, but whoever it was, wasn't, um, you know, getting the ball to him, like five passes and they can't be deep. You know, they, yeah. they're all likely, you know, line of scrimmage or behind it. So like, my guess is Heineke has no touch. Well, yeah. And so that might be a concern for him. Plus, you know, Algier being maybe they run it more. Uh, maybe it's all play action, you know, and I mean, that's kind of what it all is anyway, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm too excited for anybody with uh, London being dinged up, um, but pits could be interesting. Hmm. Trying to think of LA. There's nobody I'm excited about. Like, no, no, I need Tyron Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there is part of me that wonders, you know, I, well, a, I feel terrible for Devonte Adams. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, that game, uh, I mean, I, I saw somebody yeah. post on, on Twitter. He should have had 160 yards and two touchdowns off of three different plays. He was wide open as a Lions fan. I am very happy that, I mean, Garoppolo just was, I mean, he just came back first game, you know, it's like, okay, let's mm. give him the benefit of the doubt. But, that was bad. and I mean, he was getting hit left and right also. So it's like, I know he's in a hurry, but like, you can't miss like the one Not down the line, far. man. Yeah, like, no, that was five yards out of bounds. And he's just so frustrated. Then he drops like yeah. a ball, a, you know, would have gotten them out a first down from outside the, you know, down by the end zone and everything, just nothing was clicking. It's just the whole, it's a mess. Yeah. And they don't trade them. And I heard, uh, like, one of the GMs said, oh, that's why we didn't get any responses to our phone calls. Because everybody got fired the day of the trade yep. deadline. Like, what a shit yeah. show and mismanagement that team is displaying, you know? It's just, like, you can't wait till the day after the trade deadline to, like, maybe, like, do what you got to do to blow the team up. But now you're just... Yeah, you're just stuck in limbo, now. you know. Yeah, it was a disservice to their players. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm hoping, you know, maybe uh, maybe O'Connell will just get locked in on on Adams here and just feed him because that'll that's the safest thing for him to do. So I'm he hoping he did maybe get 13 be... targets the one game they played together, so mm-hmm. that it could be likely. Yeah, because you know Myers maybe going down the field a little bit more, but um, which I've got a fair bit of Myers too, so I, I'm not thrilled about that. No, but um, but we'll see. So we'll see what the connection looks like, and then you know it'll likely be some practice squad guy that ends up with eight receptions that he just does extra practice with on Tuesday Maybe night. Trey and, Tucker, yeah, <laughs> and and that'll help nobody. But um, but yeah, anything you know, I, I know we're kind of ending on a, a low note there talking about Jimmy G, but uh, anything from this past week that you guys were surprised by excited by anybody on your teams that, you know, maybe showed something that uh, is giving you a little bit of hope for either their development or playoff push. 
I mean, one that we probably haven't really talked about him too much, but like, I mean, he's done nothing but score fantasy points since he returned. I mean, Kamara is just destroying the league. Like he's outscored Bijan now in like one of my leagues where I have both of them and he's played five games. Like it's just, yeah. it's just insane. Like the amount of targets he's getting. Um, so yeah, it's like, he's, he's somebody that like before I wasn't willing to pay a late first for if I needed a running back, but he's somebody I'm almost considering. I would probably need something back with it, but like, He's some he's a he could be a league winner just based on the amount of volume he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple teams where I was waiting for him to come back and just pleasantly surprised at the PPR production. Um, I think some people have noticed on tape, he definitely doesn't seem to have the same burst, maybe. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, you know, if he's if they're gonna feed him like that, and you know, I love you know, Derek Carr is the perfect quarterback for that right now. Um but as I'm looking through some rosters here, um, somebody that you've got, Noah, in uh, our Dynasty League that I've got in a couple of others, um, you know, Rashid Shahid, speaking of the Saints, looking like, you know, I think he might be still a little bit hit or miss, but it seems like he's finding his spot in that offense as a deep threat, which is uh, kind of fun to see. Those are the, the big plays. And I'm thinking about uh, – so the other twist that Noah had in his league that, you know, I've stolen in a couple of leagues that I, I commission is some of these big play bonuses for touchdowns where – now it kind of shifts the balance again to these these players that you only need them to make one or two catches if they make the right ones any given week. And all of a sudden you go from being 20 percent chance of winning to being 70 percent chance of winning. Um, but, yeah, anybody else on, on your mind, Noah, that you're you're excited about or that you've you've been uh, waiting to, to pop this year? No, I think that I was that was the guy I didn't met on my mind was Rashid. Um, but the guy that I don't know what to do with is Zach Moss. Um, he keeps performing every week that I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know how to value him. I don't know how to, if I should, if I should want to get him, like in my mind, I'm like, he should be getting less carries, but when he's carrying the ball, he's so, I feel like he's efficient. He's, he, he looks explosive. If I was them, I would be giving him the ball, but Taylor's so good. So I, um, I feel like he's the most, um, I don't know, confusing player that I have. And uh, polarizing in the do I, I I feel like I want more of him, but I feel like I shouldn't want more of him. So, <laughs> yeah, he's averaging almost five yards a carry. He's got five touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got him in a couple of leagues and I'm, I'm glad that I have him because uh, these are, are running back needy teams. But if he's if he's just absolute depth, uh, I, I think my gut says get what you can for him before the shoe drops. That'd be my, uh, but I guess the question is, what can you get for him, right? I think that's the question at this point, right? Like, I mean, you would have had to trade him three weeks ago to get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the value. Now everybody's, he's capped by Jonathan Taylor. And I mean, I agree with you, Noah, because he's somebody I have on a ton of my teams because I never build with running backs. I go zero RB for the most part. So like Jerome Ford and Zach Moss and Raheem Mostert are like my running. That's my running back room. Like it's just, uh, and then we'll figure it out, you know, as we move, but he's a guy that now, I mean, Moss, he's still getting a ton of snaps and he's getting a lot of usage. Um, I think it was a underdog podcast I was listening to. And they had mentioned that 
Um, he's still getting about half the touches um, by the goal line. So, like, he might get a little less, like, from 20 to, you know, the 20 to 20, but, like, when it gets into the red zone, he seems to be getting equal touches with Jonathan Taylor, which isn't good for Jonathan Taylor owners. Um, so, Moss is probably an inexpensive player, that, but it's just you don't know necessarily know when to start him. Um, you know, he's probably a good bye week filler at this point, but I'm not sure he's somebody yeah. to feel good about when there's a 16-game slate. Um what would you but, pay for? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I at this point. Mid to late second. Yeah, I was gonna say a third. That's right off. I'd start the offer to third. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like he's done so well that I think pe- and when people go to look at like the stats for the year, like he's in points per game, he's still right. like a top <laughs> ten player, you know? And yeah. so it's like if somebody looks at that, they're you know they're gonna so overvalue him. It's kind of like the Mostert thing, right? Like, people and that running back room, I'm just screwed because like when Achan comes back, I lose you know like more value from Mostert and uh, Moss. But like the way my teams are built, I'm actually okay getting whatever they get for me. Um, so I'll probably still be starting Moss a decent amount, but. Um, he's not a guy I would go out and buy um, personally. Um, would you take a third for him? No. On a team where you didn't need Moss. Well, that's never going to be the case. Um, <laughs> I mean, and in some of my dynasty leagues where it's a little bit older and I've built every other position up, you know, I probably there are teams where I have like Henry and ETN or something, and if I don't really need Moss, I mean, I wouldn't take a third because it takes one injury. Right. And he's back to where he was. Like if Jonathan Taylor pulls a hamstring and he's out for four weeks, Moss is back to being what he was earlier in the season. So running backs like that, I'm just, I'd rather just keep him on my bench. Um, so I would definitely pay a third. There's like every league. If somebody offers me Moss for a third, I'll give him the third. So like, yeah. I think that that's, I think that's an underpayment. There you go. You're on. Uh, anyone else kind of in the question but you know whatever (laughs) it gives you a little bit of a a value check there right so you can see do you want to offer anything or again based on where that is do you just want to hold um yeah anybody else that's kind of in that middle of the road or kind of no man's land or what else you got there bill no i was just gonna say uh is there any young players that have shown something that you're getting a little excited for um question to you drew uh young guys that have shown something uh shahid was probably the the most recent one um that i can think of uh, he's a guy that i've love on my i have certain leagues that um you get points for like kick return and yardage and stuff like that so it's like yeah. a amazing bone like i start him in like all those leagues because he's scoring you know you get that extra little bonus from his return yards and and he's been doing really well. He's super efficient with his touches, right? Like 153 yards with three catches. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I really like him. Um, how about rookies? Is there any rookies that are maybe not like huge, um, you know, the top names that you're kind of excited yeah. about? Speaking of efficient, early in the year, I, w- I was excited to see what um, Marvin Mims was doing. 
uh, for the Broncos. And I, I keep waiting for them to, to feed him a little bit more. I know they've got a crowded room there. I was actually thinking this last week against the Chiefs, maybe they'd have to keep up, but then the Chiefs just decided to go out and suck. Uh, so I was thinking that maybe he'd get more than two targets this week because uh, they'd be playing from behind. But just like we all wagered on our, our money lines here, you know, Denver comes out and for the first time since Peyton Manning was there, they go and beat the Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, Marvin, Marvin Mims is another one that uh, I tried to snag late second uh, round this year in a lot of places where I could and uh, just waiting to see if he'll actually catch on somewhere. I was actually hoping maybe Jerry Judy would get traded at the deadline and that would make some room for him there as well. But uh, yeah, he's probably the other rookie that I'm, I'm waiting to see uh, that that has maybe flashed a little bit of, of potential with the touches he's gotten. Yeah, he's not done too much this last uh, few games, has he? I haven't really paid attention. I actually moved him in a league. Um, I forget what I got. I think I gave up Mims and a second for, eh, I don't know. I think it might have been Pacheco. It's not bad return. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I needed a running back, so I just yeah. I mean, I'm sure most people prefer the other side, but I needed you know the way my team is like. I mean, Pacheco's um, been been solid overall this year. I think a lot of people were expecting him to be much less efficient or maybe less involved, but uh, I've only got him in one league, and I'm I'm glad I've got him there. Yeah, he's I, now I've really been a lot more aggressive adding to my team in the last like week or so like okay i am you know i just it's week eight after week eight i just did my evaluation of where my teams are you know like there's two teams that are not making the playoffs out of my 17 and you know everyone else has a chance so it's uh okay let's, t- let's get a little aggressive in some of these teams nice. and see what happens do you guys think that mcbride the tight end for uh cardinals keeps up like his break i mean he kind of had a a nice breakout. You knew it was coming, but then they switched the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest concern, right? Like, it's like, okay, he did that with Dobbs and all of a sudden they're like, all right, see you Dobbs. We're now we're going to throw in Clayton tune or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, Murray comes back and a Murray being a shorter quarterback, isn't necessarily going to be a guy looking at the middle of the field, which makes it a little less likely that quarter or tight ends are going to be getting targeted. Um, although Zachert's got targets with Murray. So, um, you know, is that a veteran savvy or is that just, you know, he will look at tight ends more. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's interesting. Like how many targets he got last week. It was just, um, we've all been waiting for it for the last year and a half. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm sure anybody that has him is not going to uh, be letting him go, um, for any trades, but like I have him in a few leagues and I'm, I don't necessarily know I'm starting him this week, but um, I'm happy he's on my team for sure. Uh, yeah. You missed your window to get him by about three weeks. He started to have a shift, even though yeah, um, in the last probably month or so where you started to see him get more snaps and get more targets and that balanced out even when Ertz was healthy. Yep. So I think you, you saw the, the balance shifting there already. And then, yeah, the, the Ertz injury certainly accelerated that. And I, I think I'd probably be more inclined to believe that he continues that. I mean, he was 
probably was he the top tight end or one of the top two or three tight ends out of his class when he was drafted? He was the top um, tight end. I think yeah, he was so, pretty obviously the top tight end. Um, yeah. So year. if if you were patient last year or you had a chance to maybe scoop him up uh, from somebody else as a throw in when it looked like Ertz was going to dominate still, then I think you're very pleased with that. And I think uh, you expect that to continue because he'll he'll do well. And I think Murray will find him uh, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid that upsets Murray. How do you compare him to like the tight ends from the rookie class this year? Like, um, I mean, I assume mm-hmm. you would want Kincaid, um, Laporta mm-hmm. over him. Mm-hmm. Do you want Musgrave over him? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's kind of where the. I mean, uh, I I would uh, I would at this point. What about Mayer? I would. I would rather have McBride over Mayer. Mayer's starting to look interesting. You know, even he had that one game um, that was kind of big, but he looks good when he's like, even Monday night when he only was targeted twice, like yeah. the one catch he made was like pretty impressive. So like, I, I think he looks like a receive receiving tight end when he's out there, you know, he's not like, um, like a Dalton Schultz or something or like, um, a guy who's going to kind of catch it and fall over. He he looks like an athletic yeah. guy when he catches it. But but I agree. I would rather have Trey McBride. I think. Um, yeah, I think if you can get Mayer now with the uncertainty with the Raiders, and that's probably the biggest knock right now is just that organization is yeah. such a mess, and we don't know what's going to happen there. So it's possible Aiden O'Connell could come out and you know give him seven targets this week and make him relevant immediately. Uh, but um, yeah, so this might be a, a short buy window on mayor if you can convince somebody that the organization's a mess and you know they don't want to be as patient as maybe they need to be with a, a young tight end would you um I, i'm sorry i just started thinking about the raiders with this conversation but like would you go out and pick up jacobs right now if you needed a running back or are you just kind of like you know because there is potentially going to be a whole change to this offense moving forward mm-hmm. or at least play calling um yeah, I, I still like Jacobs well enough. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. He's had 200 and some odd catches in his career and none of them for a touchdown. I just saw that. Is that right? Uh, that nugget out there on, on the Twitterverse, zero receiving touchdowns in his career, I believe, with 200-plus receptions. That's crazy. Um, but uh, but I think, I mean, that's what that's what he was billed as coming out of Alabama. Is He was between the tackles, right? So I think he's a, a fine running back. If you can get him anywhere below market value, which I don't, I'm assuming up till now you would have had to have given a a late first or something for him based on his usage. So if you can get him for a couple of seconds now instead. I mean, would you trade him away for that? Uh, If my team is not, if I'm in a place where I think my team is probably not going to do well in the playoffs or make the playoffs. Absolutely. I think uh, I am trying to get out of running backs earlier than later. That's been a mistake I've made with a couple of running backs in the past. Um, so yeah, so if I'm not a, a a competitive team, a playoff team, and somebody came with a couple of seconds that looked like they'd be maybe in, you know, if both of them are in the top twenty picks next year, uh, I would be open to that. Okay, well, so here's some trades just since Sunday. Um, Jacobs for AJ Dillon in a first. Jacobs for Terry McLaurin. Um. So, like, you know, that's that's interesting. Uh, Jacobs for Rashad White in a second. So prices are yeah. kind of on that first round cusp, I guess. Yeah. 
I probably don't want uh I probably don't want another running back back. Right. Although it would be a decent hedge. You know, you, you see Rashad White's getting a lot of receptions at this point. So yeah. I could I don't actually hate that trade, getting that side of it. Um and you get the second as a bonus, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 No, you're making uh you're making a playoff push this year in our, our dynasty league. Is there anybody that you're uh, you're spying on to see if you can uh, maybe add depth or uh, any position that you feel like you're you're trying to get more of here before we hit the back half of the season. I'm probably similar a little bit with the zero running back idea. So I'm trying to what running backs I can get on the cheap. So I'm actually was uh, I'm trying to hunt down like a Zach Moss, uh, that kind of um, high upside. And it, it, like a boomer bust kind of like play for cheap, you know, what can I get that will. Mm-hmm. What about like a James Connor? Is that somebody that you would think about adding just based on, you could probably get him cheaper because he's hurt right now. Um, but whenever he plays, he seems to put up really good points. Um, he might be an interesting um, cheap running back ad. Um Trying to think of like who else. I mean, maybe you could get David Montgomery under um, under market right now, just because uh, Jameer Gibbs has blown up the last two weeks, fantasy wise. But they're still going to use him, and he's still going to be their touch, you know, their goal line back. Right. Um, I mean, can you get him for a couple seconds? I mean, maybe that's too. Maybe that's more expensive than what you're thinking of mm-hmm. paying. Um, I mean, what do you have to pay for Connor at this point? A late second, maybe. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like he might be the better ad if you're just looking for this year, um, price wise. Um, got any suggestions there, Drew? Yeah, I'm just looking through um, some of the teams that are at the bottom of our standings here, and you know, um, one team has uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on the roster. So I don't know if Aaron Jones is gettable or attractive in that range. Another team has. Uh, both of the Texans running backs. So, you know, is Singletary a guy to, to target and see if, you know, will he be involved a little bit more? Uh, I think Pierce is kind of uh, leveled Gus off Edwards. a bit. Yeah, not after last week. <laughs> I mean, he's still like a, right? you know, unexciting running yeah. back. So if it's yeah. on a team who's not contending, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be, uh, I would love to get a, a Gus Edwards in, in a couple of leagues. Um, where I'm, I'm making a push and take him as a flex play. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at who else would be maybe Kyron Williams. You get him now before he comes off of, uh, off of yeah. IR. Yeah. I mean, but then how much are they going to be using Darrell Henderson or Daryl Henderson, yep. you know, now? Um, and if, you know, something does end up being bad with Stafford, then no running back you're going to be excited about on that team. <laughs> Jerome Ford's an interesting one. He so is. I think people are going to be scared with the the split this last game where they all kind of got similar touches, but Ford coming back from an injury and still getting, you know, that many touches is pretty impressive, or snaps at least. Um, so Ford might be somebody you could get 
cheap also or cheaper also um yeah that's right my wheelhouse of uh <laughs> yucky running backs to add yeah it's interesting too like is there anybody that you're thinking about that maybe is like that one injury away you mentioned zach moss earlier if, if jt goes down again but somebody else that maybe is a slightly deeper like go get him super cheap and see what happens as the the season wears on i mean we've got six weeks i guess five weeks before we actually hit playoffs so a lot can a lot can happen still um so anybody that's kind of a, a one play away from being relevant that you want to maybe get ahead of or stash uh, on a deeper league i like jaleel mclaughlin mclaughlin in denver i think that when he gets the ball he's uh he's it looks like he could be the guy he does Javante is just dominating those and I just think I think the his his uh, what do you call it? injury history that he's like if they're going to give him the ball thirty times a game, then uh, he's headed for an injury. And I think it'll be Jaleel winning some championships. Yeah, he's still somebody you can probably get for a decent price because yeah. he hasn't shown it as like a guy who's going to get a ton of touches in a game, um, but he's super efficient. Um, Kendra Miller might be one. Um, he's starting to get a little bit more in uh, New Orleans if something happened to Kamara. Um, oh, Eli Mitchell, um, something happens to CMC. Um, he could be probably – I mean, you got to worry about him getting injured before CMC, yep. to be honest. Um, <laughs> Charbonnet, I mean, he's probably a little pricier, though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Rico Dowdle. He can, you probably get him online, pretty cheap. You know? Yeah, people online starting to sour a little bit on Pollard or show some of those uh, less than exciting statistics of his production over the last few weeks based on what uh, I think people were, where people were drafting him this year. I do like uh, the Singletary mention earlier. Um, what about uh, Lenny? I mean, do you guys have any interest in adding Lenny to your rosters um, now that the Bills um, added him? Because Latavius Murray has not been – I mean, he's no. he does pretty good at protection, right? And that's one of the main yep. reasons they put him in there. But Lenny can do that. So, yep. like, who's to say that he just doesn't completely take over Latavius Murray's um, I would role. assume so. I would assume so. I was listening to the football guys earlier today, and I think that was their assumption as well, is it's less of uh, an omen for uh, Cook – than it is for uh, Murray getting replaced. So uh, I, sure. I put a couple of bids in, uh, but I my, my problem is I, I'm behind the curve in a few of these leagues where people had already added him. So if I could have gotten for a blind bid, sure. Uh, I don't know that I'm giving up a whole lot to add him uh, as depth at this point. I don't know what people are going to be asking. Uh, do you have? Do either of you have him on any of your leagues where you would potentially trade him away for anything? I mean, I actually ran him away in my league just two weeks ago. You traded him away. Yeah, I got rid of him. Okay, so right before the news came that he got he signed with the Bills. Basically, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I cut him in a sixteen team league. Pretty pissed at myself now, but <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I added him actually on Monday when the news came out. I had Gar in a one QB league. I had Garoppolo on my bench, and I'm like, I'm just cutting Garoppolo, and I'm going to add Lenny. Nice. And see what happens. You know, um, kind of worked out for me both ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the only one I, 
I held on to him as long as I could until the buys happened. And then it was like, okay, mm-hmm. but did you, so did you trade away Lenny or did you cut him? I traded him. Oh, what'd you get? I traded him, uh, just justice Hill and a fifth for cam Akers. Oh yeah. And I, had, I like I that. Madison. So I was like, well, I'll just shore that up. Yeah. It was, to me, it was bench fodder for shoring up a uh, backfield. Yep, and he looked uh, pretty solid, at least in that, uh, was it last week or the week before, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. So um, he was getting a lot more touches than he had been, at least, uh, acres. Uh, we just, uh, so uh, one of the guys that uh, Noah and I are in the league with here, uh, Jeremy, he and I managed a couple of teams together. Um so we actually just got a notification in a 12 team super flex with a little tight end premium that we had a trade offer accepted. Uh, we're pretty deep at quarterback. And one of the the deeper quarterbacks we had here was Sam Howell. And we sent him to get the aforementioned Dalton Kincaid back. Hmm. Thoughts there, gentlemen. I mean, I like it. What's the scoring for tight ends? Uh, I think it's 1.5. It's tiered Ooh. PPR. So it's half PPR for running back, full PPR for wide receiver, and 1.5 for tight ends. So we added him behind. Uh, we've got Kelsey and Andrews already. Just adding a little adding a little bit more youth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I dig it. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Howell? Because, like, do you think he's going to be, like, a their option moving forward or – is he just kind of like a, maybe be the quarterback for the next year or two, and then they're going to replace him with somebody a little bit more uh, long-term? What do you think, Noah? I don't really have an opinion. I feel like he just throws up the, the fantasy numbers. I mean, as far as he's a serviceable number two, right, every week. I feel like in, week in, and out, I'd rather have him right now than Bryce Young. So wow. as far as as far as production right now putting up numbers, yeah, I feel like I like him more. Maybe You'd rather I'll, put him in your starting lineup. Yeah, I'd put him over Bryce Young. Yeah, I could see that. Would you make that trade uh replacing cousins with Howell? The what do you mean? Bryce Young for Howell and a first late first, but it's a definite late first. Like let's say it's definitely the 111, 112. For Howell and Howell and the 111 or 112 for Bryce Young. I would rather have Howell in the one all day, every day. How about you, Drew? Man, that's tough, man. Are you stuck <laughs> to your uh, Are you stuck to your priors on Bryce Young, or do you still have hope for Bryce Young? Ah, uh, I, I think I have uh, I have a fair amount of hope for him that he'll figure it out. I think from what I've heard, um, you know, he processes pretty well, uh, which is the the tougher part uh, of the quarterbacking piece, right? I mean, they're all physically gifted in, in the NFL, so he'll need to, to practice some things there. But ultimately, um, between having some hope for him and then, I mean, he, he should have some insulated value and, and a lot of opportunity based on the draft capital. Um, not to say that, you know, we've got all the, the older – 
you know, Josh Rosen and some of those guys that we could point back to, but I think he's more um, probably more committed to the game than maybe it, it came out that Josh Rosen was. And um, so, yeah, so I, I, I would, that would make me think for a long time uh, if I got that offered in my inbox for, uh, man, yeah, that'd be tough. That I don't see Howell as a long-term I think he's got this year and depending on where Washington falls next year, you know, they're going to have to, they're not going to be early enough to snag a, a must draft kind of guy. Um, so unless they make a trade and, you know, whether it's, you believe it's like a Justin Fields that they can get or something in a trade from the bears, if the bears are going with a top pick, um, I, I give him maybe another season and a half, but you know, it's possible some of our leagues don't last for two more seasons. So, hey, if you got the production now, I, I totally get wanting to put that in your starting lineup. I mean, to be fair, they're three and five right now, and they just traded away their defensive line. Um, and their de- that was the only good thing about their defense. So the likelihood of them uh, winning many games this year is probably low. Um, so they could end up with a good pick this year. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Um and that also maybe makes Howell more interesting, right? Because year, the defense yeah. sucks, so they're going to have to just yeah, yolo ball it. times a game. And he's going to have a ton of interceptions. He's going to get sacked 4,212 times by the end of the season. Um, and you hope he stays healthy through it all. Yeah, I mean, he is interesting. Like, I made some decisions early this year um, in best ball more so. It was like, okay, Desmond Ritter or – Howell, you know, cause they were getting drafted around the same time. Yeah. And, um, I think I unfortunately drafted Ritter more because I liked, um, the players he was playing with more, especially with yeah. Bijan. And I thought it'd be yeah. more, um, I think I thought he might open it up a little bit and yeah, not happy with that, but he's, he's somebody I, I can't, I don't know if I could get myself to trade for. Like I don't, I don't like trading, paying decent prices for quarterbacks that I'm not certain will have, right. like, two to three years of play. You know, unless they're old guys or something that I know I'm getting uh, a certain yeah, level of, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tough one, but the people that drafted them, man, they're paying. It's paying off for them for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the trade made sense for you. Yeah, I mean, for more context, I mean, we're we're starting Allen and Mahomes in that league as well. Um, we've got Stafford and somebody else is a, another depth quarterback. So we're we won last year, and we're we're kind of selling out to try to repeat this year. It's a good trade. But, yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Anything else that uh, Bill? Did you get any other trades done, or no? Did you get anything? I, I didn't see anything in our league that came up uh, outside of the the Fournette trade a couple weeks ago. You just did something recently, though, for uh, you picked up another running back, though, didn't you? Was it this week or last week that you? Uh, yeah, I sent, had... four, so I sent a fourth for Dalvin Cook. I, I was really, really hoping he was going to get traded at the by the deadline. <laughs> I mean, he asked for it, right? Like he was pretty yeah. mouthy about it. And I was like, he's going, he's going somewhere. Pretty so, yeah, to take that shot for a fourth. I think that that's a uh, that's a game. You know, 
whatever. If yeah. if it hit, if he ended up getting traded, then you immediately got value. Uh, he's still probably worth a fourth now. So um, yeah, you know That's what the heck. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look to. F- I'm so bad with sleeper. I can't ever like find the transactions for my team. So I did a like I don't know in the last like six weeks. I think I pulled like eight trades. I mean, I That's... sold Jam- Jamison Williams was my was the yeah, one I did. was most happiest about. Uh, selling him for a uh, what a, a high first twenty twenty five and a fourth first and fourth. Yeah. I think that was a Detroit fan. I pulled Jamar Chase from Jeremy, which was a big deal. That's good. Um, Yeah. So I was a little off on like one of the trades I mentioned before where I gave up Mims in a second. I got Godwin back. (laughs) And then I gave up Jordan or Jaden Reed in a second and I got Pacheco in a third. Yeah. I love both those for you. Yeah, that was in the same league. That's why I kind of my wiring got crossed. It was like within an hour of each other. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you make that first trade, then you're like, "All right, let's do this. Let's." Uh, right, you get iron's hot. Yep. Let's. Uh, you got me. I the faucet's on. Now I'm gonna do what I got to do to win this. So, yeah, um, it's a fun time of year. That's for sure. And uh, some leagues. Do you guys have trade deadlines in your leagues? Um, or your, I guess more importantly in your dynasty league, is there a trade deadline? That's nope. good. Nope. We, uh, we started, we walked it back over the last couple of seasons, made it later last year. And then this year we, we finally removed it. I know in some of my leagues, it's like, uh, you know, right when the playoffs start, that's when it stopped. Like there's a trade deadline, but a mm-hmm. lot, like all the new leagues I've joined do not have trade deadlines. Um, and I, I mean, I, I kind of like the different dynamics between the two personally, like I enjoy both of them. So I like having a little bit of both, um, you know, cause sometimes it's like, okay, well, you gotta maybe add a little bit of depth before the playoffs start. If you want to, you know, rather than just react to an injury in week 15 or something. So, um, it just adds, you know, a little bit more thought and wheeling and dealing like forced wheeling and dealing at this moment you know so yeah yeah so another week in the books huh yeah we did a good one here i think uh some good ideas there some uh interesting uh thoughts around some players that maybe uh we hadn't had to think about until we got deeper into the the season so um yeah thank you uh noah for coming on and hanging out with us and sharing some thoughts and yeah it's fun a couple questions at the table here um Thank you for everybody that's uh, listening to us, whether uh, we had a few folks here that I think watched us. Um, so I'll puff pass kicking here again. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us and uh, joining us each week. And then uh, if you're listening on a podcast later on, appreciate however much time you're committing to this, depending on your playback speed. Uh, hopefully you get something good out of it that you can use uh, in the week coming up here. Uh, we do have bye weeks again uh, in week nine, like Bill said. So check those, uh, check the waivers one more time. Make sure you got your lineup set there. And there's a 9.30 game on Sunday, so uh, make sure you uh, check that. Big one. Big one. Yeah, this is uh, battling for first place in the AFC. As a Bills fan, I love that one of them is going to lose guaranteed. 
Uh, I probably hope it's the Dolphins, so we have a better shot at the division if I had to pick. But uh, And who do you guys have this week? Uh, bye week for the Lions. Bye week, that's right. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, but, yeah, good to hang out with you guys again. We'll do this again next week. Uh, at this point, though, I think we are out of here. Late. Late.